0: Okay. I got the one one the one one lemonade, I shake. Okay. okay. Everybody's Kelly got four one one. I'm back for another "What's Good" episode. I'm here with hit producer Major Eighty Eight Keys. I like to ask everybody, "What's good with you?" Since the segment is called "What's Good," what's good with you? How you doing,
1: man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm busy.
0: Like I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, you are <laughs> on tour, you guys. He's on tour. He is working. Which you know, a black man out here working. You know, we never, always. Hey, <laughs> never not working. Never not working. <laughs> So how did you get through
1: the whole pandemic situation with working? Like, did it stop your bang or did you just keep working? No. Um, like, um, like, like anybody else that's an entrepreneur or any business or brand or artist or anybody like that, producer, I just had to learn how to roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? Basically still do what I do, but do it under the the new, you know, restrictions and everything like that um and then also just get uh, a little bit clever when it comes to promotion and marketing as well because a lot of interacting physically wasn't going on so for most of us we still needed to somewhat interact with our either our fan base or our following or whatever whatever so it was just that time for us to get more creative and that was definitely with streaming, you know, streaming, whether it was streaming concerts, uh, streaming shows, streaming um, all of that kind of stuff. But then also from the producer side and engineer side, like um, platforms like Session Wire and stuff like that uh, came about. And what that is is so uh, creative can work remotely. So I can be in Atlanta, and a client can be over in London, and we can still do a studio or a writing session, or you know what I'm saying, whatever. You know. So it's just for those that, yeah.
0: I've never heard of that. Oh, I know. I talked to another producer that was on this show like in the earlier pandemic. And it seemed like they was having a kind of a struggle getting people in the studio. So seemed like a lot of them were utilizing YouTube, putting out, you know, beats and stuff like that so people could purchase. So seemed like a lot of producers really had to like, okay, let me get socialized and get on social media. Yeah,
1: because a lot of producers
0: ain't real social like that. So I d I don't met a few and they, you know, they look, you know, introverted. <laughs> but y'all be talented though you know I feel like people who are like solid people those be the people they get in their bag they get in their zone and they make amazing work so you are Major 88 Keys now how did you come up with that name because I did see you was born in 1988 I did my research
1: (laughs) yeah and that's the ironic part and that wasn't even a part of my process of coming up with my name but uh, the name Major 88 Keys is uh well, in music theory, uh major is a is a scale. You got mm-hmm. major, minor, things of that nature. And like I went through a couple like minor this or maybe I was like, nah, that didn't sound good. That sucks. So so major is part of a scale. And then eighty eight is a uh, it's eighty eight keys on a full piano. So Ooh. yeah. So so I just oh. put the.
0: That worked out in your
1: favor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you play finish, that, so. that lottery number, that,
0: that eights. That seemed real lucky. That seemed very, very lucky. So, did you grow up having a musical background
1: since you were looking? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I grew up in church, you know what I'm saying? Like most like, of the greats, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> grew up in church. My dad's a pastor, things of that nature. Uh, um our first first I guess gift I would say I, I I had was singing. I was singing at like a young age, like singing in the choirs and all of that kind of stuff. But then my voice was light, so I was like the only male in like the soprano section. And what? you know, by and by trade, you know what I'm saying? They just put all males, you know what I'm saying, in the tenor section. And I'm like, that's not that's not my section. I don't I know. I don't hear that
0: over there with the altos and the timbers when I
1: was in the choir. I was like, this is embarrassing. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm all like, my voice ain't that deep. I don't hit those notes. I'm like, I'm really a soprano. But after a while, I kind of segued out the choir and became a drummer at the age of like 12 or something like but Yeah, about 12. And I was, yep, got out the choir and started. And then that's when my musician career started. Play the drums, and then by the age of like 16 ish, I started playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, moved on to like playing like the organ because I'm at church now, so I don't like the piano and the organ. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, now, first, I play the, uh, the guitar, the lead, the leg. Oh, like you yeah.
0: really are talented because I don't really know a lot of producers these days, no shade that actually
1: can play live instruments. No, and, like, that's what honestly got me in the game. I kind of share this a lot of times with people. Um, What got me in the game was, like, now they call it, you know, loops, you know, how producers send out loops or whatever. But back before I got in the industry, like, around 2014 and all of that, I was being flown out to, like, Atlanta and L.A to play that stuff live you know what I'm saying for producers Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and then like they would finish out the beat you know what I'm saying because I I wasn't making beats I didn't know how to even make beats but I was a very good musician so they call that basically an in-session musician you know what I'm saying and that was basically I was basically doing work for hire type of stuff you know what I'm saying (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing I just know I was playing They flew me out. They put money in my pocket, putting me up. You know what I'm saying? They doing what they supposed to do. But as far as, like, the business side on the back end, I I definitely didn't know what I was really doing, like, what I know what I'm, like, now, and I was like, I probably got some records that's probably collecting or hitting on whatever that, you know what I'm saying? I didn't probably play it on that, like, I just don't even know about no more. You know what I'm saying?
0: I'm sure you learned from it. That's I think we all are students to the game. And speaking of being a student to the game, who are some producers that you kind of admire their work coming up? Um oh, you don't have any. It's okay to say you ain't got the. I mean, I I really it's like it's
1: some producers that like I'm more so like used to like look up to as far as like I like what they brought to the culture, I should say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the weirdness that Pharrell had. You know what I'm saying? But also, I still like Kanye. Um, you know what I'm saying? I still like even Zaytoven, like, on some more like of the modern day. Yeah. But yeah, still like, the pioneer kind of. is like, he's not new school all the way, but he's not right. like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, because we we both grew up in church. Kind of like we both got, like, a similar background. So, like, when people used to hear me play, like, these trap beats, quote, unquote, they were like, damn, boy, you sound like Zaytiggy on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, literally, y'all know. I'm just like, really, that's just some, some gospel playing for real, for real. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I ain't down playing it. But I was just, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, y'all mostly don't really go to church then. Because if y'all went to church, y'all would hear multiple people that could play like this. You know what I'm saying?
0: Black church, cause I'm telling you, I grew up singing in the choir, and they really be having you there about to like just turn up. You got you better forgot where you at. So, right. it's, <laughs> people who grew up in the South? Our churches are a little bit more different. You know, everybody's having a good time. It's a celebration. So, no yeah. So I don't think they really get it. Now, I was on Twitter. And i seen a tweet that said that pretty much producers are the real goats of the music industry. So do you think that the music industry gives producers and others the credit that they deserve?
1: Um, I'm going to say yes and no. And I'm going to more so lean toward the no. Like, on like maybe 60, 40, so I'm probably say 70, 30, you know what I'm saying? But regardless of what the percentage of it is, I would still say yes and no, but more still on the no side. Um, I say, yeah, because like now more even the consumer is concerned about oh who 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 made who produced that record who you know what I'm saying, who made that beat? you know what I'm saying, the consumer, not the the players or the who's who's, we kind of know who really did what and things of that nature, but the so not to downplay it but them I always talk about the consumer because that's who we're doing this for and once the, once the consumer started to care it seemed like then the industry started to care more you know what I'm saying of putting them, them out there or their name out there you know what I'm saying cool but yeah. uh, but, uh, but I said uh, that to say um, they do and they don't um, but on the business side the producers don't have as much control but they they do they're gaining more control because they're doing more on the split sheet what i mean by that is they're not just the beat maker you know what i'm saying with them being the producer or even the executive producer that means they're overseeing the whole record or project in its totality from the songwriting to either the songwriting or the songwriters making up the beat, picking up the beat, helping the producer, whatever, the structure, everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of those categories. So, you know
0: what I'm saying? But it's getting better now. It's getting better now. It's getting better because I'm the type of person, I love music so much, I can kind of listen to a song and I can kind of be like, okay, I already know which producer made that song. They have their own unique sound, and I had a little debate with someone because um. somebody was saying that a particular rapper sounds the same. They say they flow sound the same. And I kept saying, no, it's not the rapper, it's the producer. That's their go-to producer. They have their own unique sound. So every time you hear this artist, it sounds like they're sounding the same, but it's that producer's unique sound. So do you have, have you ever heard something like that where you think that the producer has his own unique sound that all everything that they make starts to sound the same?
1: No, I will tell you this. That's a yes and a no, too. And I'm definitely not going to throw no names out there. because Yeah, I'm not uh,
0: even. I don't feel like getting into
1: no mess. I ain't even moved. I, yeah, yeah, not today. I ain't even going to do it. But look, <laughs> I will say yes and no. So the the yes part is yes, because they do maybe have a certain producer that they are locked in with, that they, that's they go to. Wow, ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, on the side of the that, also play a producer, too. And I ain't trying to give away too much sauce or nothing like that from a producer perspective, but I do know a lot of producers work within certain templates to where having a template, it kind of almost forces you to make, beats that kind of sound alike because you're utilizing a certain template maybe of a of sounds or Mm. whatever whatever. you know what I'm saying even though you're making different melodies or whatever whatever, the beats are coming out sounding kind of the same because you're using the same sound selection Mm, okay that's
0: interesting okay so next time I have my debate I can make sure I use the information that you gave me
1: to relate it. Okay. 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 That but makes in sense my, but in my and then also I'll throw two more points out. Well no just one more point because the other one's more personal opinion. But the second one is a lot of producers which they are now, but a lot of producers didn't used to do a lot of collaborating, which that also changed production too. The more collaborate now is like, oh I got stuff that you don't got. And now that we're making a beat or a record. You know what I'm saying? We're, mm-hmm. we're both adding saying, to it. So, so that's so that's something that's changing. Also, more producers are definitely collaborating more.
0: Mm. Which at okay. first
1: they definitely, which at first they didn't used to do that.
0: And speaking of collaboration, like when you are creating music, is it your goal to pretty much get your um, music in the hands of a bigger artist, or you don't really care? You don't care who it is, as long as they're talent and they're willing to work, you're ready to work with them like what's your approach
1: um i I got um well, let me say this when I first got in, my approach was I was a musician first, obviously, um, and then the transitioning from a musician to a producer I was just wanting to showcase that hey, I'm a producer, but Bruh, I'm a I'm a musician. Like like you said, producers of today don't really play anything. Even the top producers of today don't even play play an instrument. And if they do, they don't even play it fluently. They just pick at it.
0: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? So yeah.
0: So that yeah. Mm, okay, I, I got what you said. I got what you said. <laughs> well, I got what you said. Like, I like the fact that I get what you're saying because I enjoy music and I'm really heavy into learning. So I get what you're saying. I get the reason why you pause too. Because sometimes people can definitely take it very personal. And moving on to the next topic as well. Do you believe in studio etiquette? And if you do, what are some do's and don'ts that artists need to know before they go into the studio? Oh, yes. <laughs> I definitely
1: believe in studio etiquette. Um, um, well, let me give out this disclaimer right here because I do know a lot of different people in different walks of life it's in different situations. So disclaimer, if you can afford to be in the studio, then by all means, you can throw out everything I'm going to say <laughs> as far as studio etiquette in a way. In a way. But if you can afford to pay for the studio time, I I guess you know what I'm saying. Because again, that's why studios. We have multiple people, like myself. We have interns. We have, you know what I'm saying. So if we have different level of clients, that this just say they just in here because they taking a long time to actually do something because they can't do nothing at their other spot location. So they need to be in the studio, like I said, to really work and get creative with those sessions little no longer and feel drawn out. So, right. you know what I'm saying? I may not feel like doing that, but i maybe start in the sun and then let one of my interns come in or whatever, whatever, and then kind of finish out the session and maybe pop back in an hour or two later. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But ultimately, studio etiquette, let's just talk about ultimately. Ultimately, you will want to come in knowing your lyrics.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. one, of the,
1: one of the main things I uh, tell, and I can hear it all the time, uh, from artists, I'll be like, "You reading? You reading your phone, ain't you?" <laughs> and i most of the time in some of the booths. I'm not looking at the artists, or I can't even see them. All right. So I, I, I can just hear the way they're articulating their words or talking that you reading from a screen versus just saying this. You know what I'm mean? So, so definitely. So one, knowing your words. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Don't come to the studio with a lot of people.
0: Uh, I, they, I was hoping you said that because I had somebody invite me to the studio. I was like, why are all these people here? Like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, this can't be. This ain't right. And again,
1: every artist is different. You know My. what I'm saying? I know everybody remember scenes from the movie with like maybe Tupac and Biggie, both of them Negroes had a whole bunch of people in their studio sessions. Uh, Granted, they got a work. But at the same time though, ultimately though, Because even how I work, I don't like a lot of people in the studio. Okay. Especially if they don't have nothing to do with the creative process, or if they ain't the person that's paying me at at the beginning or the end of the session. Because if they they the money in the building, by all means, have a a seat, sir. Mm Ma'am, you want something to drink. You know what I'm saying? Cool. But But... Hey, guys, 10 guys standing behind me with... Uh, woo, woo, just, no, no, sir. Not here. Okay. You I, I like not
0: Because not. as we said earlier, some guys, they may be a little bit more quieter. So they may not say anything, but they may be uncomfortable. So hopefully this will let artists know, don't bring your girlfriend and then all five of her homegirls and then they go bring another homegirl. Well, females, you probably don't mind if it's females. And again, see, that we don't mind it, but that's even
1: a, a certain level of like, hey, hey, hey now. like I didn't have, I had a couple times I done had to put people plus ones out just because they've been doing they was doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, they was just doing too much. You know what I'm saying? One particular time one was too too much of a fan. All right, you gotta go. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <laughs> another one the other time i only did it like a couple times because i'm really not that person so for me to really do that like you really gotta be just like really really just doing the most and all the other time like i said i did it she, she was cool she was giving input but she was giving too much input <laughs> i
0: know people like that, like
1: so it was like like wow if you really which I, I do like to listen to consumers because they are consumers. That's why I do listen to regular people. I listen to everybody's perspective because everybody got a perspective <laughs> that's relevant. But I may not need that right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, like, when you're doing too much, like, okay, you can just, your input
0: is no longer needed. Yeah. I don't right. It's like, okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> like, i heard. I heard the first couple. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Exactly. So now, let's take a moment to get to know you as Major 88 Keys. Now, I want you to give me eight reasons. Okay. Eight keys to success for you. Ooh, eight keys to success for me. Got to use eight. Eight is the lucky number. I'm going to play that tomorrow.
1: All right. All right. Um Well, definitely um, planning. Uh, I'm a planner um, to the fullest, for real, for real. Um, Most of the things I do, I normally be successful in them because I normally have a plan.
0: Right.
1: And, of course, all plans aren't foolproof. That's why you even got a plan for that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, so planning. Um, uh, before I move, I plan. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, plan, y'all. Don't be afraid to plan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, organ, organize, organization. I'm big on. I'm big on organization and time management. So that would be three. But organization is definitely huge, just because. Um, being self. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like self-managed or whatever, things of that nature. And then I just recently obtained some management, you know what I'm saying, with four-to-four management, things of that nature. And we're working on some things, putting some things together out there in Atlanta. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But at the same time, organization plays a huge part into, like I said, the third one, which was time management. Because we all, yeah, we all got 24 hours in the day, the same twenty-four, but everybody don't utilize they same, they 24 the same. So right. that's what's that's what's making it different. Um, um awareness. A lot of the things that go on, you gotta be aware. And I'm mainly aware of a lot of stuff that go on because I deal with a lot of industry stuff. So I just gotta be like conscious and aware of. I ain't gonna be super paranoid and say everything, but (laughs) yes, sir. I'm a Cancer, June twenty fifth. Okay, that's crazy.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm a Libra, but my rising sign is Cancer. I don't trust nobody. I'm always on the lookout everywhere I go. I really am. That's why, that's, why you, that's why you had to ask me, she's like, uh uh-uh, what's your sign? <laughs> yeah, Yo, I what's I want to know people, what's your sign? What's your sign? Okay. That makes sense. And I think in this industry, especially I've learned being a female, you just got to be aware. You just can't be careless. It just moving all the time to crazy. Like, times will change. You cannot. So that's Ooh. very great advice, especially to producers who be signing their life away, you don't even know what you're signing. Like,
1: and that's why, like, I'm glad, like, when I did do some things in the industry, like the earlier stuff, like I said, I was an in session musician, so I was just playing for a little stuff, and da 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 da. I'm kind of glad I did it then because I wasn't a producer. I always tell people like those were my wack years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I wasn't, I wasn't doing nothing. Like, I wasn't, like, I've always been a musician, so I could always make melodies. That's not a problem. I can do that. Sleep with crust in my eye, wow. but the business side of it, of learning what I was act, what I'm actually doing, is something totally different. That it's like, oh, okay, and that's what I'm. I'm more so educating, teach producers now is about, um, because I'm still getting help too. So like, I'm not trying to make it seem like I got all the answers, and you know what I'm saying. I'm at where where I want to even be, but I've, I've after 2016, after being with good music and being self-managed and everything, after that point on, Wait. these were those things, these were you those was, things that helped me, huh?
0: You was with good music?
1: Yep, from
0: 2014 <laughs> to 16. Oh, that was an era there, okay, wow, okay. Had to make sure we run that back so people can know, you know, just get that little slide back. Okay. <laughs> Burned up. Ah, okay,
1: I think we all remember that era. Okay, that's pretty dope. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, like I bring it up every so often, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how this industry goes, man. People don't care what you used to do; they care about what you're doing now. You know what I mean? And all of that kind of stuff, like that. Like, but it's part of the
0: history, don't so you? Know what I'm right. Everybody has a history, and. Everybody,
1: You should want to have something like that on your resume. If anybody got a problem with it, they
0: just hate us. That's all. <laughs> nah, you know you know how the people is. So we got four. So we need four more.
1: All right. Man, kind of like what my hat said. Y'all can't see it, but it's a trap. And it, and what that stands for is take risk and prosper. So, Ooh. you know what
0: That's dope. I mean,
1: um, you know, what
0: I mean? okay. I think that's yeah. great. Definitely great when it comes not just for producers, anybody who's started a business in media. Like that's great, great advice. So all the things that you did list are not just contained to music, but just everyday life, especially people doers oh, yeah. are-
1: and
0: you know. Build yourself up when you are self-made. So I think that's great, great advice. So of course I had to have you list. Um, your name is Major88 Keys, of course. Had to do that. So what oh, do yeah. you have for the 2022 year? We are about to enter a new year. Like what do you have coming up? Give us a 411. Um
1: I was saying um with the new management for the four, um building a new studio facility. Uh, that we're going to be, you know, opening up pretty soon, you know, like at the top of the year type of thing. That's going to be dope. That's going to be crazy. Uh, I also have a music academy, ITSC Music Academy, where we teach, like, instrument training, uh, digital audio workstation. uh, That's dope. Putting more energy into, because, like, I... Being a producer, like I tell people, music is everywhere. So producers, and including myself, and I, I got attached to chasing placements. Mm. That I felt like, oh, if I'm not working with an artist, I'm not gonna make no money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or if I don't make a song, I'm not gonna make no money. And it was like I really got like brainwashed to thinking it, and it's like that's the furthest mm-hmm. of the truest thing and like so now I'm really on like oh okay let me be more about all the streams of music you know what I'm saying from video games like I had the privilege of creating uh doing a sound design project with this toy company I can't say because of course you know, I I signed a non-disclosure but to do uh make 250 sounds to for this toy company you know what I'm saying like that was that was my oh. first time doing it, which was weird, different, Yeah, I loved it, but it was something new to add to the, you know, and to not just my, my skill set, but, like, you know what I'm saying, the resume and things of that nature, you know. Um, like, again, non-music, non-artist needed music, even with making beat tapes. Uh, streaming is amazing. Like, I just looked up recently just because we were in the Christmas time. This is just a little free game. I looked up Christmas, like, um, me and my creative director, shout out to him and Luke Key. We was uh listening, we put up like a fireplace or like some Christmas music, something, something, and the strings was outrageous. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, so like holidays so or holiday related music or theme music, like all of that. So there's so much music that's out there that you don't need an artist <laughs> and you can make a lot of money doing it.
0: Oh. Oh, so true. And I feel like these days, the industry is so rocky and shaky. It's like, you can't really depend on everybody. You got to have different streams of income. And I like the fact, it seems like our generation are noticing that also. Like, nobody just sitting there like, oh, my God, I hope this artist emailed me back. They said they were going to call me back. Like, nobody's waiting around for artists. Either you want to work or you don't. There's so much more money out here to be made. So... So I think that's great, great, great advice. But it was so dope talking to you. How was that? See, we did this in the car. Boom.
1: Yeah, so what? This, was, yeah this was lovely. I, I'm, I'm glad we we were, went through with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, don't worry. I'm going to edit it up. It's going to be dope. But it was so great talking to you. I like talking to producers, Um, especially going to be talking to more producers going into the new year because I feel like... You producers, you all are kind of the heart of a record. And I think you all make so many dope songs. And don't nobody even know who the producer is behind the song. Like, people be shocked when they find out. I'm like, what? Like, you produce that? People be so shocked. So thank you so much and for... I, and I, I talked
1: to some producers that be acting like, oh, man. Man, I don't be trying to... Man, that be all... I man, that's clout, man. I ain't trying to question me. I'm like, bro, it ain't about the clout, bro. Because at the end of the day, like you just said, if a motherfucker, you'll walk in, you can walk in the mall and motherfucker be, your song could be playing in the in the whole mall, like just on the planet. And niggas wouldn't know that you made it because you want somebody, man, I you know that type of shit, man. Ain't, niggas ain't got to know who I am. But that's, and I feel, and I understand where people be coming yeah. from with that because I've even been approached on some other shit. So like, I know what it means to be on that radar. And some people ain't trying to be on their radar.
0: Yeah, some people don't even want to be in the forefront, and I definitely get that. But I think that every now and then, you got to remind people, like, I'm the well, shit.
1: Well, those people, that's why I tell people they got to just formulate a digital imprint. That way, you ain't got to talk to nobody. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I went on your but, way. But, but
1: your work know, is still out there, day. though. But, your, but that way, your work is still out there to where, like,
0: all day, at this point, if a mother didn't know that you did, they just didn't look it up. You know what I'm mean? saying?
1: Exactly. To you I found a history by looking you up. I was like, okay, boom. Everything was there. Yeah, and that's what I'm, and being self again, self-managed, like, that was one of my biggest things that I prided my, my brand on is how well does the brand look? Not me as an individual. How well does the brand look? Like, how well does the social media translate? Does the website make sense? Uh... You know what I'm saying? Not on no cocky shit, but can you just type in major 88 keys anywhere and will it pop up? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Just how relevant is the brand, period? Like, that's I all.
0: I Google myself just to make sure everything's okay on those first two pages. I, I do the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it depends on when you build your brand and you are in the face of your brand. Like, you're not about to let anybody come in and mess it up. And I think in particular, people, you seem like a very creative, you're very hands on to your brand where. I can tell just by talking to you that nobody's gonna come in and mess things up. But this is your brand; you have taken control. And I think more artists and creators should definitely use that as a benefit. And they do; they want to. But that's that's why those that are assigned to
1: the label. That's why I think it'd be a big deal when uh, when it's known that an artist got like creative control over their project or whatever, whatever. Because labels. Turn
0: artists into public. so okay that's a whole
1: nother episode for a whole nother day hey
0: y'all just want to say thank you so much for watching the show hope you enjoyed it if you enjoyed it don't forget to like comment share and of course hit that subscription button I am grateful for every view whether you like me or you don't and don't forget I got a podcast too there are exclusive episodes on that podcast, so don't forget to go check that out as well. They're on Spotify, iTunes, Our Heart Radio, Pandora. Baby, I'm everywhere, okay? And follow me on social media. I'm Kayla Got the 411 on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, baby. Like I said, I'm everywhere. Thank you again for watching the show, and I'll see you on the next episode of Kayla Got the 411